0: Okay, so let's start. Again, I'm going to start in Psalms 103, verse 20, and I'm going to start and end there again, just like I did last week, because that's the crux of it all. Tracy, I'm just going to have you watch my time for me. How about that? Okay. Um, That's the crux of it all. So we're going to start right there. How about it says this? Well, I didn't have it written down. So I'll just turn to it. Psalms 103, verse 20. I've read it so many times this week. It says this. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding. You obey his word. Notice the word in there. Actually, in the King James Version, it says, um, the verse says, the angels are heeding the voice of, the, of his word. Now, who gives the voice to God's word? Who gives, okay, let me ask you that. Who gives voice to God's word? The Holy Spirit, that's one. Who else? Who gives voice to his word? People. That's right. We do. We give voice to his word. I mean, the Holy Spirit does. God does. Is his word. Jesus does. But people do. Because his word, although alive and active, actually doesn't say anything. But we say it. So his angels are listening for the voice of his word to act. Matter of fact, let me just go ahead. That's how you activate angels. We'll get, I'm going to say a bunch of stuff, but that's how you activate angels. You speak his word and they're listening for that. Okay. So um, each time we speak God's word, we give voice to his word. And when the angels hear his word g- being given voice, they respond. That's kind of how that works. So if you're wondering how you can have your angels working for you, you just start speaking God's word over your life, over your situation, over your circumstances, and his, the angels are waiting To hear that, to act on your behalf. The Bible says in Daniel, if you remember, I'm not going to go into this because of time, but in Daniel, um, Daniel was praying for an answer from the Lord. And it says at the end of Daniel's three weeks of fasting and praying for an answer, the angel Gabriel appeared to Daniel and said to him, I have come because of your words. What Daniel was speaking was the word of God. He says, I've come because of your words. And so that activated Gabriel to come. Now, 21 days, and if you read the story, he was caught um, in a warfare there. So when angels hear you speaking, for example, let's just use this. If you take a note, jot this down, Psalms 91.10, we can say this. Thank you, Father. No evil shall befall me, nor shall any plague come near my dwelling. They will come to your aid because you are giving voice to God's word. Even if you cannot quote the verse quite perfectly, the, they, they know God's word. They know you quoting God's word. That's really good to quote during cold and flu season. There's no plague coming near my dwelling. I'm quoting that for them lizards. No plague of them lizards coming near my dwelling. <laughs> Tracy's doing it for spiders. Okay. Um, have you, so have you been dispatching your angel, angels or have they been sitting idly by waiting for you to put them to work? So that's the question. Have you been using your angels? Have you been uh, letting them work with you, ministering to you, working in your circumstances? And the answer is either yes or no. And it all depends on, am I activating God's word in my life? That's what it comes down to. We have to know the word. And I feel like I've been saying that for months. We have to know the word. We have to get the word down deep inside of us and know the word. And if you can't memorize the word, it's okay. Because we have these things called smartphones and Googles that you can bring anything up at the tip of your finger in 2.5 seconds. And so we have no excuse of God's word. I mean, we have our Bibles, we have our smartphones, they on our apps on our phones, they're everywhere. And so we, that's at our disposal. We have to start using it. When I, when I start really praying and start praying God's word, I, in my mind, I see myself pulling my sword out, getting ready to fight. And I'm just speaking his word, okay? Because it's the sword of the spirit. All right. So, let's, let's turn to Matthew eighteen eighteen, And that says this. That verse says this. Now, I could teach probably three-week sermon on just this, but we're going to do this one verse. It says, I tell you the truth. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So in in Matthew 18, 18, Jesus gave the church the keys of the kingdom of heaven. He said, whatever you bond on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Most of us have heard this scripture being used to bond the devil. We're going to bond the devil. We're going to bond them demons. We're going to bond. We we like to bond. And we we are some bonding people. We're going to bond up them bad attitudes. And we're going to bond up whatever we can, right? Um, But there's also the point in there that whatever we loose on earth will be loose. And most of us have heard that we can bond up, but we don't really know what it means to lose. Jesus also said that we have the power to lose, but what do we lose? We certainly don't want to loose the devil or the bad attitudes. What we want to lose is our angels. Also, I mean, I, when I start praying this scripture, I start, I start, I start setting free uh, the captives. I start loosening captives. I start praying for people who are bound in addiction, and I start loosening we can loose that. That's, that's not in heaven. Addiction's not in heaven. And he says, whatever is loosed in, he- loosed in heaven is freedom. So you can start praying that over people, right? And so we have, to, we have to use that. Actually, in Revelation 9, 14 through 15, I'll just read part of it, but it says, A voice said this, Loose the four angels which are bound, and the four angels were loosed. You can readily see that angels are meant to be loosed. And who has the power to loose those angels? Jesus said, we do. He said, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. Here's one of those things you can do, guys. You might ask the question, well, how do we do that? Let's go back to Psalms 103. I'm not going to turn there, but it says this. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Notice that the angels hearken, they listen, they act upon the voice of God's word. We know that the Bible is God's word. But angels do not hearken just to God's word. They hearken to the voice of his word. So that tells me that every single time we speak his word, every single... And and you know, it works for both ways too. Because if you're even trying to quote that, like like Mario would say, scripture whipping somebody... That's going to come back on you too because you're speaking those words. And so whatever you're trying to speak scripture about somebody else, you got to live that out too. We got to be careful about that because those angels are hearing that and they're going to perform that word. And you're speaking it about, about, I'm speaking it about her, wanting that to happen to her. And they're hearing it, me saying it, and they're hearing God's voice. And so they're acting upon it. It can come back to me. It's, you know, it's a double-edged sword, right? It cuts both ways. So have to be careful with that. Um, I always say this, I only really have enough Time and trouble in my life to worry about me, because just me trying to stay on the straight and narrow is a full time job just all by myself, and so i really don't I really need to get to the place where i don 't have time to worry about um, who 's doing what and what is that I need to worry about me, and so once I start releasing the Word of God over my life over my kids over my home you 're going to start seeing things actually you 're not going to start seeing actually the angels are already doing their their job because we we I say we, you should be releasing a whole lot more scripture than you think. Hopefully you have, enough of us have an upbringing in our life where we start releasing scripture. I remember, um, and I said, I'm not going to tell any stories tonight, but I'm just remembering this. I remember when Hayden was little and scared of the dark. And he actually at one point had seen a demon, so we knew there was some spiritual warfare going on at the church. And he had seen a demon walk into his room, and so that totally freaked him out. And so, you know, I'm trying to teach now my six-year-old about how to do spiritual warfare and crazy stuff. But I remember he had them, I think I told you this before, they had bunk beds. And Hunter was at the top, Hayden was at the bottom. And on, laying on the, the he was on the bottom bunk so, on the, so he could see, you know, above his head here. And I had all these little scriptures. And when we got rid of them, we took the bunks apart, I put them on the ceiling. But I remember his favorite one that he learned, because it was real easy to learn, is in Psalms. What time I am afraid I will trust in thee. And I could hear him at night saying that. And I could literally, in my spirit eye, seeing the angels coming to protect him and bring in peace because he was releasing that. I could hear a little bitty thing. And he was saying, he was scared. I mean, he was saying it, you know, I mean, he wanted me to hear him say it because he was scared, right? Because he knew you scared. Well, I don't hear you saying any scriptures. If you're scared, don't tell me you're scared. You're not saying some scriptures. But I could literally see in, in my spirit eye, demons fleeing, angels coming. And we, that happens to us. We get in times where we are afraid. And so it's good to learn those little scriptures. What time I'm afraid I will trust in you, Lord. You are my strength and my refuge. You are the the, the present help in times of trouble. You know, come to my aid and rescue me. Um, there's all kinds. I'm going to give you about ten pages of of prayers. We can pray for different things in, at the end here. Okay. So notice that the angels hearken to the voice of God's word, but it has to be spoken. Okay, it has to be spoken. And if you can't speak it, there have been times in my life where, um, especially since smartphones have come into our life, where um, I've just been really troubled in my spirit at night, and I'll just put on my Bible app and let it just start reading because I'm like, I'm tired, but the, the Word of God has to be released, <laughs> and I'm tired right now so I'm going to just go ahead and let my little app go ahead and just read that Word out loud and I'll go to sleep listening to the Word. Hey, anyway, by the way, that's just a great idea. If you have Bible on tape, Bible on CD, whatever you have, just sometimes release that into the atmosphere because his God, the angels are waiting to perform his word, but they have to hear it. They know it, but they have to be activated. Um, this is a little bit later in my, my sermon, but um, when I was studying, I had this example coming and I thought it was really good. So the angels kind of work like Siri. So if I say, if I don't know how your phone's set up, but if I say, hey, Siri. Well, I'll have it on silent. It came up but it didn't You say don't it. seem to be playing anything right now. <laughs> hey Siri. We well, usually usually Siri talks back to me. Hey Siri, can you text my husband? What is your husband's name? A stud husband. I don't see that in your contacts. What is your father's first and last name? Siri gets confused sometimes. <laughs> hey Siri. What's the weather like outside? It's currently clear and 64 degrees in Berwick. Temperatures are heading down from 64 degrees to 53 tonight. Hey, so Tracy, why don't you try to talk to... Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. No, because see, Siri is voice activated for me only. I set Siri up to be voice activated by me only. So when I say, hey, Siri... Siri comes up because Siri is programmed to be voice-activated to my voice. You, by the way, you can set up your smartphone and do the same thing with you. Here, here's her. Tracy's when she said, hey, Siri, to my phone, her Siri came up. You know, the angels are not robots, but they're programmed to listen for a voice activation. But unlike Siri, they don't get activated just on my voice. They get, act- the angels are activated on God's word. Whoever's voice is saying that, isn't that cool? So before Apple came up with Siri, that this was that was already thought of so long ago. The God created these angels and said they're going to bid, they're going to do my bidding here on the earth, and they're going to be activated by my voice. But the cool thing is, is because your spirit is inside of you, my spirit is inside of you. When you speak my word, they're going to hear me, and they're going to activate and they're going to do my bidding for you. Isn't that the coolest thing ever? Yeah, I love that. That was a terrible demonstration with technology. Pastor Tommy, next time I'll let you come do technology up here. <laughs> I was, I'm not real good with that. As a matter of fact, most of the time Siri is, um, deactivated because she gets on my nerves because she doesn't really understand my accent. It's terrible. But the angels do understand my accent, so I love that. But like, she most of the time gets it all wrong, so. Um, but anyway. Okay, let's get back to my notes. Um, so the angels listen to our voice. Um, uh, they listen to our voice as we speak the word of God. They don't listen to us at all. Like we, not our words. I don't mean anything to them. So listen to this though. Let's go to the other side of it. So in other words, angels act on God's word that we speak out of our mouths. They listen to us speaking God's word. When we speak God's words, the angels rush to perform it in our lives. Can you see how we have hindered angels in performing their duties? We bond angels when we speak contrary to God's word. Think about that. When we say things like, nothing ever works out for me. If I didn't have all this bad luck, I'm so clumsy. I'm so stupid. Nothing. I'm never going to get out of debt. My kids are never going to amount to anything. Anytime we speak anything against God's word, that actually bonds our angels. And so I wonder in my own life, like how much have I done? Because sometimes life gets us down and we speak things that are not true. They come out of our mouth. And so what we literally done is literally we t- we bond our angels where they cannot physically, in the spirit realm, do anything. Because of our words. Because we are contradicting the word of God. They can't do anything. It was like when, when Tracy tried to get my Siri to come up. It didn't do anything. Not a thing. Because it's voice activated for me. Our angels are voice activated for God. So once the, once they hear anything come out of our mouth that's not God's word or not even on the same page as his word, they get bound up. And so we do that. We do that. I, I always, you know, I used to say this when I teach on spiritual gifts, I say this. I wonder, because I had a vision of, I went to heaven in my vision, and I, and I told you all this before, but I went to heaven. And when I got to heaven, um, there was a room. And Jesus opened the door and it was all these beautifully wrapped gifts and they all had my name on them. And I was so excited, like, wow. And when I walked in the room and started looking at the gifts on the tag, when I turned the tag over, it would, it said healing. It said deliverance. It said freedom. And I, and I, I realized in my vision, I, I turned back to Jesus and I said, I, I don't need these here. And he said, no, they were all the gifts that were for you on earth, but you never asked me. Same thing. I wonder when we get to heaven, when we finally see with our spiritual eyes and see these angels that God has assigned to each of us, I wonder if we will be full of regret. Maybe just for a minute, because I know it's going to be totally different. I'm not trying to humanize when we get to heaven, but I'm just saying, uh, what if we get a glimpse of what we can do here on earth. What if what if just for a minute we start saying, "Lord, if I can bond and loose, I'm going to bond and loose." What if we really start living like that? And really start teaching our children and grandchildren and really start living a generation out where we can say, "You know what? We're just going to believe God and we're going to quote his word even if we don't see it, even if situations don't it's not adding up, even it doesn't matter." my god has never failed me he will never leave me he will never forsake me it doesn't matter how i feel feelings are not real they may be i mean feelings are sometimes real they're not true they're not always true the bible says whatever things are true think on these things So I start thinking on things that are not true, like, man, we're never going to get out of debt. I'm never going to be healed. This is never going to be, that is contrary to God's word. And so what that's literally doing is taking my angels who can minister with me and tying their hands up. And then I'm wondering, why am I so fatigued? Why am I, why are you downcast? Oh, my soul. Cause I'm trying to fight the spiritual battle by myself when I, who knows how many angels God has assigned to me to work with me, but I've bound up. That's on me. That's on me. I can't blame anybody else for that. God's saying, hey, it's my word. I've given you my word. I've given you plenty of ammunition. There ain't nobody should be living in defeat. Nobody. That's a choice. Now, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight the good fight of faith, and I'm going to learn how to do it, and I'm going to use everything God has given me to do that. Remember when I was teaching on spiritual gifts, I said there was 29 actual gifts. Not all of them are spiritual. Some are leadership. Some are. And so, we, we, some of y'all did the spiritual gifts test, how many gifts we have, and I don't know. i pray for all of them. God, if, if they're there and they're available, I'm just going to ask. I mean, I, you know, he still hasn't given me the gift of music yet, but I'm going to keep asking. But he keeps sending me people. Did I tell you he sent me some violin players? I'm excited about that. You know, I'm going to ask because they're gifts. They're gifts. It's not, well, are you the firstborn in your family and what family you come from and what's your family name and what's your heritage and how many, how much Pentecost back deep do you go? None of that matters. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. What matters is that I live my life according to the word of God, speaking the word of God out, and asking for whatever God has for me. Yeah. I think sometimes we just live too much like the world, in defeat, in this dull grace we call life. And that's never how—the ha- cross, what he did on the cross, was so that we can have freedom and life to the fullest. And if we're not living that, that's on us. He has given us every single thing to do that. Every single key to the kingdom he's given us to do that. And told us how to do it. So this is part of what we're learning here tonight. Okay. Ooh, way off my notes. Okay. So we can see how we can actually bond up our, de- uh, our angels, right? We want to bond up the demons. Um, Jesus said, Whosoever shall confess to me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the, the angels of God. That's in Luke twelve eight. Jesus declares to the angels what we declare. When we confess that Jesus is Lord, Jesus confessed to the angels that he's Lord. Angels are aware that we've confessed here on earth that Jesus is Lord. Jesus echoes our words to the angels, and depending on what we say, he brings those words to pass. We quote his word, he'll quote it right back to—they hear Jesus, so it's like they're getting it twice— Right? And he's, and that's not really scriptural, but I'm just saying, what the angels hear, the angels are are saying, you know what? I understand that. I recognize that. That's something I know. There's an interesting story in the Bible that illustrates this truth. The story is when Jesus was tempted by the devil for 40 days in the uh, wilderness. While he was being tempted, Jesus did only one thing. He spoke the word of God. He kept saying, it is written, it is written, it is written. After Jesus kept quoting God's word, the Bible says the devil left him and angels came and attended him. Do you suppose the reason why the angels came to Jesus was because he kept speaking God's word? Because angels hearken into the voice of God. Jesus gave voice to the word and the angels came to minister to him. Angels will do the same for you if you will do what Jesus did. And that is speak God's word. So I want to go back. uh, Was that good? I just think I need to stop there for a minute. Jesus, besides the cross on earth, when he was fully human, fully God, the wilderness experience before the cross was the worst thing he had to endure as a human, right? Being tempted, not eating for 40 days. I mean, have you just tried fasting for one day? It's crazy, right? Just even the spiritual warfare, not, not counting the physical part of it, that you're starving and you know, you're not yourself when you're hungry. Um, so I can imagine you know, Jesus as the man was hungry and grouchy, it's probably why he went by himself somewhere. And uh, and so here's the devil trying to uh, appeal to his weakness. So there's just some patterns here. First of all, when you try to do anything for God, Satan's going to come and appeal to your weakness. The only thing Jesus had to fight him off with, and what we want to do is start fighting physically with people or, or verbally, Right? what Jesus did is he just came back at Satan every time with it is written because everything Satan was telling him, even though he twisted the words were against God's word. So he came back with truth every time, truth, truth. until finally the devil left him alone, which is a great pattern that you keep speaking God's word. He's going to leave you alone. Um, So then, then the angels came to minister, but every time he would quote God's word, the angels were hearing that and they came to minister to him and so when we get in situations like that where we're feeling tempted or we're feeling weak spiritually we start quoting god's word and if you can't quote god's word put it on speak it into the atmosphere it'll change the atmosphere um and so we start speaking that and, and he'll send his angels to minister we will have no clue until we get to heaven everything our angels did to protect us to bring us peace to keep us i mean just we'll never know Till we get that side of heaven, but I do know that they're working on our behalf as long as we're speaking God's word out of our mouths, right? Okay, how Tracy, how am I doing my time? 15 minutes, okay. So, there is one. Uh, this, this, oh, I wanted to go back one more time to Psalms 103 20. I know we keep going there. So, how do we okay? So, God promises complete protection. Uh, let me go back. Psalm says. Psalms 91 says, if you make the most high your dwelling, even the Lord, who is your refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent. Well, we need that. And, and have us, have I quoted that scripture when hurricanes were coming. Hey, I'm just going to, I don't know if this is, this is just a story I'm going to tell you. You can believe it if you want to. You cannot believe it if you don't want to. But when Hurricane Katrina was coming, you know, we were in Desalmans and, um, We knew how bad it was going to be, and we started praying. And this was a scripture I remember praying about. This scripture in Psalms 91, 9 through 12, it says, No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you you will not strike your foot against a stone. And I remember thinking, Lord— And when we, so we said these words, according to your word, will you put your hand over our property, over the church and let it where no, no harm can come. No disaster can come. And I kid you. I mean, you know how bad Katrina was, right? We were in Franklin at my mom's house, the Franklin church, their sign got blown out. It was, you know, the kind of sign where you put the, y'all used to have them. You put the letters up, you know, on the sign, it got all blown out craziness over there. Right. We get back home and our sign, which was just like that. Was was it intact, the whole sign, or is that's when it got messed up? We, got messed up we, got we did get a brand new one. Okay, but here was a deal. But it wasn't as bad as Franklin's. It wasn't as bad as Franklin's, and the rugs underneath the—going into the church hadn't moved a bit. Every I mean, it was—and I remember driving up. My boys were little. They were five and four and three and I remember this, I remember one of them saying, probably, it was probably Hunter because he's very observant. He said, it's almost like God really had his hand over our church because the church in Franklin had more physical damage than our church had. And I thought, man, we prayed that and all around it was limbs everywhere and destruction and, and our trampoline was in the back fence and but that rug at the church never moved an inch. It was so crazy. And even our sign wasn't bad. We did get a new sign, but it wasn't it wasn't as bad, messed up. And I thought, wow, God. But we prayed that scripture. We released those angels. And so I know now what happened. I didn't know back then because God hadn't brought me this far in my spiritual journey that there were angels encamped around that place. And that wind might have came, but them angels had it under control. And so we got to pray that kind of stuff. Man, that's when. when when the waters rise God you will raise a, you know you will you will keep me hidden and I, all kinds of stuff I'm get my scriptures mixed up but I'm gonna, I'm going to give you some in just a minute. Um so that's so how do we make God our dwelling? The answer is at the beginning of the Psalms. It says, "He who dwells in the shelter of the most high" Will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. You make the Most High your dwelling, the same way that David did when he said this in Psalms, by saying of the Lord that He is my dwelling. Your confession that He is your refuge and fortress is what makes God become your refuge and fortress. When we start saying that, we start speaking that, God, you are my refuge, you are my fortress. When when harm tries to come our way and we're proclaiming that scripture over our life, there are angels working against the opposition because God is our refuge and our fortress, and he's going to be here for us. You know, when we start praying, when you start praying prayers over yourself, over your people, over your family, your kids, there are angels dispatched to that. And how much more now that you know that you're going to need to do that, and you're going to need to keep those angels round about you. This is what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, did before they were thrown into the fiery furnace they boldly declared the god we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of our out of your hand o king they stood their ground in faith and what was the outcome god sent an angel to keep them from burning the angel, God heard, the, the angel heard God's word coming from their lips and of those of courageous saints. And they heark, the angels hearkened into the word of the Lord. Same thing happened with Daniel. I didn't write it down. But Daniel in the lion's den. Daniel said, my God will save me. And what did the Bible says? He sent his angels to shut the mouths of the lions. Right after that, when, when the king came back and saved Daniel and threw the uh, people that was accusing Daniel out in, there was no saving them. The voice of the Lord, they heard God's word. Daniel spoke God's word and he was protected, right? We got to, sp- hey, let me just a side note. We also can't just speak God's word and not live out the life because angels aren't dumb. They know who's really living out. You can't be living like hell trying to make it to heaven, right? Seriously. So you want this activated in God's life. There are some requirements. He is going to require I our, our surrender all because he surrendered all, right? But there are, there's protection for us in that. Okay. All right, let me bring this to a close. There's one final scripture that I want to show you that will prove that angels are greatly affected by our words. It's Psalms 34 and 7. It says this, The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. The angel of the Lord delivers those who fear God, who, uh, not who fear tragedy. So what does it mean to fear God? Verse 11 and 12 begins by telling us, Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days. Angels definitely are involved in the prolonging our lives and making our days good. How many wants prolonged life and good days? But what is the fear of the Lord? The next verse says that if you want many good days, then keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies. This is Proverbs I mean, this is, uh, Psalms 34. Thank you. (laughs) Psalms 34. I lost my train of thought. It said verse 11. I was trying to find the chapter. Um, the fear of the Lord is manifested in restraining the tongue. If you fear God, then you will speak the truth. What is truth? Jesus said, my word is truth. God's word is the highest form of truth in the universe by speaking God's word you are keeping your tongue from evil and from speaking lies and when you do the angel of the Lord listen to this will encamp around you to deliver you in times of trouble this angel will do this because you show the fear of the Lord by speaking his word guys as I was studying this today and yesterday I was thinking I feel like I just was teaching on this because it goes back to be careful what we speak I feel like I was like I feel like I was just teaching on this, because what we speak not only affects our atmosphere and changes our circumstances, but it also bonds or loose our angels to help us. We have to be careful what we speak. And look, those angels, because they are in the very presence of God and they know God, they also know counterfeit too. So they're going to want to they're 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 seeing our lives and they're seeing and, and when they see us living our lives for God and then speaking his word out and speaking those things that are true, those things that are lovely, those things that are of good report, they see in that, then they are activated to work in our life. And we have to to speak that. Okay, I'm going to, I know my time is seven minutes. minutes. Okay, so can I get a few people to help me pass these out? Brother Blaze, will you help me? I hope I have enough. So if I don't, whoever stays a little bit later can um, help me. Tracy, can you help me? Get that out. <laughs> um, okay, so the first page and the back of the page was what I taught last week. Remember I threw out a bunch of scriptures and said you might want to study that? So that's, that's that. that. The page one and two is what I threw out last week really fast. Then I just tried to, man, I had another probably 10 pages, but I didn't have time to copy. But I just tried to write down some scriptures that we can start praying and activating. How many, how many more we need? Pastor Tommy can get one from the office if anybody else needs one. Huh? Yeah, okay. I can, I can copy some more. I just, we got a good class tonight because I've been checking how many we've been having and I made that many. Okay. Okay. So, and you can have this one in a minute. Okay. So like page, so, so the first page back in front is from last week. So that's okay. That's just because I was just, I didn't have y'all take notes and I was throwing out stuff. Okay. So then the next page, promises for prayer. So let's just talk about one of those, Isaiah 65, 24. And it came to, it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. So, I, you know, you can start praying that and just start saying, let the angels hear that. Say, God, you said that while I'm still speaking, what you're hearing and you're activating before you can get it out, God, you know, and your angels are waiting. So we can start speaking that over our lives. So there's, there's several there, not like 16. Sorry, the bottom of my page was I was trying to squeeze as much as I could on here Promises for protection Who doesn't want that? The first one I was talking about Psalms 91.1 He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High Will rest in the shadow of the Almighty When I say that I want to rest in the shadow of the Almighty Which means nothing Think about this Think about an animal who finds shelter Where they feel like they're safe and can rest I feel like when I'm under the shadow of the Almighty There is nothing can harm me there I am safe and protected I want that in my life um, number three, promises for provision. Hallelujah! Uh, how about my God will supply all my needs according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus? Man, I, my angels hear that, and, they, and so whatever is about to happen, maybe you home and your car on the way home, your car is getting a flat tire. But I'm speaking this right now that like God's going to supply all my needs, all my needs according to riches and glory. The angels are like, oh, we got to, we got to, no, that ain't going to happen. Nope, that ain't going to happen. She's speaking God's word over her life. He's speaking God's word over his life. Right? So we need that right there. Okay, how about, listen, I love this one right here. Verse number six, Psalms 34, nine. Fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him lack nothing. Hallelujah. They lack nothing. Number four, promises for your finances. Oh, that's more. Promises for provisions, finance. I didn't realize I did that twice. Okay, five, promises in times of doubt. How many go through those times? Yes, we could just start speaking that word over that. Mm Mm-hmm, okay, Verse uh, number six, promises in times of loneliness. I almost didn't put that, but I just, (laughs) I was taking that out today. And the Lord spoke to me and said, you have no clue how many people are lonely. And so I said, Lord, I'm going to put that in. We're going to start speaking that. Number seven, promises for safety and rest. Yes, Lord, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. God, I'm going to cast all my cares, all my anxiety, all my stress on you, God, because I know you care for me. The angels are going to work right now. Promises for worry and anxiety. Number nine, promises for sickness and healing. Number 10, promises for strength. I did not get a chance to copy a few more, but there's a few more I'm going to have for you. Um, one was promises for, to pray over your children. Um, I have a whole book on that, but there's, I got a page that I'm going to copy for you. Can you guys do something for me this week? Can you start speaking God's word on purpose? Like on purpose and like intentional. In faith, I'm gonna speak this and I'm gonna visually see in the spirit realm my angels going to work on my behalf. They're gonna protect my finances, they're gonna protect my children. I told y'all this, I've been doing this for years and years. And when I sent my boys to public school, I activate them angels every single morning to go with them to that high school, right? I, I, one time we were on an airplane, we were flying, and they had a little bit of turbulence. And the, the girl next to me, and I think I heard Jesse DePlanis say he did this one time too, but her girl next to me said she was real nervous. Oh no, oh no, and I said, oh no, baby, I'm on this plane, you're good. You're good. Not because of me, but I'm telling you, I got 20,000 angels around about this, this plane. We all good. It's Right? You got to, you start speaking that. We're not going to live in fear no matter what comes my way. God is my refuge and my strength. He's the ever-present help in times of trouble. Ever-present. Ever-present. Okay, one last funny story to end on. So we have been watching Hawaii Five-0. That's been our new TV thing as a family. And it's Okay. So, the good news about that is it's a really clean show. The bad news about that is I feel like I could be a cop (laughs) because I've been watching 5-0. So, I'm like, I find myself doing stuff like noticing people's license plate numbers for no reason. (laughs) It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So, while I feel like I'm invincible, spiritually, I am. Spiritually... Just like, I mean, it's funny because, so me and Mario always laugh because we're like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure if a situation happens, I'm on guard. I can take them because I've been watching 5-0, right? (laughs) So, you know, it won't work out like the TV show, but hey, guys, spiritually, I am 5-0. Spiritually, nothing can harm me because I'm a child of the king. Spiritually, I'm going to be aware of my surroundings and pray God's word over each and every situation. So, on Five O, the main character is Steve, which I call McCutie. So, he, yeah, I have to go watch it. And so, I'm like, anytime we're watching it, and a bad situation happens, I'm like, oh, just send Steve. It's going to be good. I mean, he's just since if a Steve uh, t- that's and so sometimes they capture Steve, and I'm like, <laughs> he's he's getting out of that. Like, there's no way. Like, he's. It's Steve. I mean, he is Commander McGarrett. It's his name. Do you know, that's a TV show with a lot of ca- lights and camera and action. But in the spirit realm, I am Steve McGarrett. There's not a situation that the devil thinks he can put me in that God can't get me out of. There's not a handcuff. There's not a bonding. There's not a set this place on fire that I'm not walking out of unscarfed. There's nothing that can happen. Because I'm a child of the king. Not only because I'm a child of the king, but because I'm going to watch my tongue. And I'm going to speak life. And I'm going to speak his word. And when I do that, I have, I don't even know how many angels working for me. So Chantel is not a party of one. She's a party of about 20,000. When I come onto the scene, I come with the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and all my angels. And guys, you do too. There's not a place I don't walk in that I, I don't have the capacity to change the atmosphere. Not because of me, but because whose I am and who's on the inside of me and who's encamped round about me. So we start getting that, man, what we can't do. So the word for you tonight is speak God's word. Activate your angels. Amen. Amen. How am I doing on time? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor, I'm just pray and dismiss them. Lord, I thank you, God, for the ministry of your angels. I thank you, Lord, that in the spirit realm, God, there's not a demon in hell that can stand against what you're doing in my life. And each and every person here, God, let us understand that. God, let us become spiritual five O's. God, where the enemy has not a chance. Even when it looks gloomy, we know that we're gonna win. Because God, we can speak your word. And when we speak your word, the angels act on your behalf for your word. So we thank you for that. God, I ask right now, Lord, that even as these people leave tonight, that you would give them glimpse of your what you're doing on this earth and that we can partner with you and with your ministering angels to take back this kingdom for you, that your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen.